Jesus said, Man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. From time to time, I'll have someone ask me in regards to conversion and in regards to baptism and the Lord's Supper. They'll say, what if I, what if I was saved in, in a heretical church? Uh, is that even possible, Pastor? I, I, on one hand, I feel as though I, I'm just now coming into true, biblical, orthodox doctrine, sound doctrine. And I feel like in, in large part, not only am I understanding the intricacies of biblical theology, but I feel as though I, I'm understanding even the basic tenets of the gospel in their fullness for the first time. And yet, even with this new, profound understanding of spiritual truths, as I take this theological lens and retrospectively look back on my testimony, even when I was in a heretical environment, a heretical atmosphere, I don't believe that I was in rebellion against the Lord. In my heart of hearts, I don't believe that I was at enmity with God. I believe that I was professing Christ and the Christ of Scripture, the Jesus of the Bible. How do I make sense of my testimony? How can I interpret these things? And often my answer is this, that even in some of the most heretical churches of our nation today, there is still at times, not consistently, not frequently, not thoroughly, not robustly, not deeply, not profoundly, and yet, nonetheless, there are times in even some of the worst churches in evangelicalism, what I would call a sufficient gospel proclamation. A sufficient gospel proclamation. Do you remember when the Apostle Paul, I, I find this so interesting and humorous. Remember when the Apostle Paul, he talks about his adversaries, and he doesn't just say, my adversaries are attempting to detract and to muddy the waters of doctrinal clarity by preaching false truths, by, by smuggling false doctrine into the churches that I've planted. No, that certainly happened. Paul speaks to the Gnostics. He speaks to the Judaizers who are adding works to the free gospel of grace. But he also speaks of this other category of adversaries that, that he says something to the tune of this. I won't quote it verbatim. But, but he says ultimately that, that whether by false motives or by true, at least the gospel is being proclaimed. And as he says this, he's imprisoned. And he's, he's just received word from, from some of his protégés some of his peers on his ministry team, that there are people who are going out there and preaching the gospel. But it seems as though the implication is this. If they were preaching a false gospel, Paul would be upset. He would encourage his disciples to go out there and try to combat it, or at least to expose them. Right? Ephesians says, take no part in the deeds that are done in darkness, but rather expose them, right? So there's actually an offense. It's not just 
It's not just, hey, stay away from bad theology. No, we have, we have um, a commandment. We are, we are implored in the Scripture in multiple contexts to actually combat and expose and call out false doctrine and false teachers. And so if this was the case, we can only assume that the Apostle Paul would say, expose them. Make sure that the churches know their false doctrines and their names. Paul would name people in his letters. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 18-20. through 20, Hymenaeus and Alexander, I've handed them over to Satan that they might be taught not to blaspheme any longer. 1 Timothy chapter 1, the beginning of the chapter. He says to Timothy, he says, This is why I have left you here, so that you might char- charge, that is, to, to radically confront to rebuke, and not just charge certain ideas, but that you might charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine. And so we certainly have a, a, a precedent from not only in Scripture, but, but from specifically the writings of the Apostle Paul to combat, to expose, and to name false doctrines and those individuals who peddle them. And yet, in this particular case that I'm referencing, the Apostle Paul says none of that. To the contrary, there's a sense in which he rejoices. He says, whether by false motives or by true, I praise God that the gospel is being proclaimed. Even though in that particular context, those proclaiming the gospel are enemies of Paul. Adversaries who would mock him, degrade him, and who had malice in their hearts against an apostle of Christ. And yet the implication is that although they hate Paul, they are preaching a true gospel. Even if they're preaching it sarcastically. It's almost as though it's like, it's almost as though it's like wow, you learned how to preach the gospel that well just out of spite? Like these guys learned a gospel proclamation that was good enough to where Paul says, don't combat it. Let's rejoice. So it's a good enough gospel proclamation. I would use the word a sufficient enough gospel proclamation to where Paul rejoices that it's going out. And yet we know that it's ultimately rooted in a heart of malice and deceit. That they're preaching the gospel sarcastically, as it were just to to kick Paul while he's down. And yet Paul says, don't stop him. Christ says something similar to his disciples. As people are going out in the earthly ministry of Christ and beginning to to pray for the sick and and cast out demons. And and the disciples are concerned about this because they, they say, essentially, they haven't been through the training course with you, Rabbi, that we have. They haven't been accredited. They haven't been officially ordained. They don't have the badge. They're not men of the cloth in any official sense. But Jesus says, anybody who is not against me is for me. And those who are for me are not against me. They're on the same team. Don't inhibit them. And so my point is to say this. There is, I believe, a unique dispensation, for lack of a better word, in the last 20, 30, 40, 
years in our nation where I believe many churches that, that held to and promulgated many false doctrines with many ministers who were either saved themselves but weak or even a false convert themselves but preaching a sufficient gospel nonetheless. And God has used this within evangelicalism to convert many. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com offer. And thank you for your generous support.